0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny.
2: Yes! Well, hey, I'm Nick Weiger, and you've clicked on our Earwolf Presents podcast. Welcome! Each week, you'll listen to a special episode from the Earwolf University of Podcasts, or even something completely original and brand new. Right now, you'll hear an episode of my show, How Did This Get Played, with Heather Ann Campbell and Matt Apodaca, and we will be talking about the game Death Stranding. This is a great entry point for the show, because we talk about the weirdest video games of all time, and Death Stranding is a game that we love and rave about, but it is also bizarre. It makes children of men look like spaceballs. So this will really give you an idea of the long-form discussions about weird-ass video games that comprise our show. Anyway, give it a listen, give our podcast a listen, and check us out on social media at Get GetPlayedPod. Enjoy, you freaks.
1: This is Die Hardman. And you're listening to How Did This Get Played. Now, get out there and deliver, Sam.
3: We deliver packages and shit grenades in Kojima's masterpiece, Death Stranding, on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played? The show where we talk about the worst and weirdest, emphasis weirdest, weirdest video games ever made. I'm Heather Ann Campbell here with Nick Weiger. Hi,
2: I'm Nick Weiger. (laughs) And to my right, Heather's left, sitting between the two of us, completing the Triforce that is the three
1: of us, Matt Apodaca, our producer. Hello, everyone. Wow. I don't think you've ever introduced me before.
3: If this was this is super weird. See, the last time I drove yeah. the episode, that that's yeah. why I went straight to Apodaca. Right? Mm-hmm. Should we do it again, real quick? Hi, hello, and welcome to How Did This Get Played? The show where we talk about the worst and weirdest, 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 weirdest video games ever made. I'm Heather Ann Campbell. Right beside me is Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. But see, it's not
1: not natural for me to introduce Nick because that's not something that I do. <laughs> yeah. I think if
2: we, I think we should just always introduce the other person. Okay. And then whoever that person, whoever the co-host gets introduced can introduce Matt. I think that's a fine rule. This okay. I think what we did, for, I think this stays. What we just <laughs> did is fine.
3: Yeah. I, we did great. We I, did great. I feel like the hello everyone doesn't get the punch that it deserves. Well, that's kind. Thank you. Unless, unless it's. Unless it's
2: last. Third, yeah. Yeah, it kind of needs a land. Hello
3: everyone. And I is. don't want to follow that. No, n- neither. Yeah. We're the hosts of the show and we have yet to say anything memorable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'd be like following Seinfeld or something.
3: How are you guys? It's 2020. It's 2020.
1: Wow! Wow! We, wow. Ha- we wow. haven't
3: seen each other in the new year. Yes, yeah, so we've
2: released a couple of episodes, or just one episode, rather. But it was recorded yeah. in 2019. Uh, yeah. Little peek behind the curtain there for you, fucking no. Freaks. In
3: the in the cur- but in the episode, I say that we're recording it in the future. So do you? We do a whole thing about it. Mm. And then I'm like, I'll be out of my brace soon. This is my last week in this fucking knee brace. Hey, that's right. great. When this episode releases, I will be getting my knee brace off the next morning. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. It's been a long journey. Yes. Just a little foreshadowing, Mm. little foreshadowing, long journey Yes, to get all the way to the end of my knee brace.
2: It does. The knee brace does look like a cybernetic enhancement. It is. The (laughs) likes of which-
3: it's a cybernetic enhancement.
2: <laughs> it's made you worse? <laughs>
3: it sucks.
2: I'm just saying if Sam Porter Bridges was wearing that, it would not seem out of place in no. that world.
3: He does, what. now they know what we're ta- going to talk about. They know
2: what, because it's in the episode description. And, and we said title. it last week. And we said it last week. You
3: think that people listen to the end of the episode and also read episode descriptions? Well, they don't
1: hear us say it's the worst and weirdest games of all time every week.
3: Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about Death Stranding. That game's good. It's a good It's a fucking good game. That's Why are you doing this? I'm mad. It's good. That's not the premise of the podcast. But before we ascend into gaming heaven, wait, do we still do this at the segment if we're are we yeah. talking about a good game? I don't
2: know. I mean, we could tee it up however you want. You never say the way I say it. Because,
3: wait. Are you giving me notes? I'm not in the giving middle you no. Of, you were asking for feedback, so I was offered. That's not like a no. I'm visibly sweating in the studio <laughs> from having to drive the episode, and you're already you're doing like, great. So why don't we talk instead about a ba- what a bad game?
2: Oh, talk about a bad game. Yeah,
3: we'll talk about a bad game for oh, seventy boy. seconds, and then we'll go into a good game. Hmm.
2: Oh boy, so, do you have anything loaded?
3: Me personally, yeah, no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and this is the thing if we talk about a bad game we might be burning that sweet tent for a potential upcoming episode that's
2: true i'm trying to think of a bad game that i played as a kid that we maybe wouldn't cover
1: uh i did go so you can know and tried to find you <laughs> <laughs> hidden an old fridge
3: i mean there was a there's a baseball simulator like a Tommy Electronics baseball simulator that my uh, grandmother gave me that don't start. Don't okay. start. This is potential that was a nightmare game for so me.
1: So that's something we could touch I on could if we about wanted that. to. I had missed. a there was a f- there was a start weird clock. ass <laughs> start the
2: clock. man, I this is going to drive me nuts trying to think figure out what it was. There was like a PC RPG that I played. This was like a DOS game. It was way back in the day, so pre-Windows era and it was mostly text based and it was like i think it was it was set in historical like dark ages germany like 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 that and You could, like, I just remember playing it, and it was, like, almost, like, more like a choose-your-own-adventure with some light combat, and then it was always, I always, like, died in a dungeon. Like, you would, like, get, it's a game where, like, you would get, like. it's
3: like a sex game you played with a neighbor?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually, I'm recovering this memory now.
3: uh,
2: But that's, that's, I, fuck, I have no idea what that game could possibly even be called, but I spent hours and hours playing it as a kid. Do you have anything? Was
3: it still, like, still images on the screen, or was there movement? No, there were still there were
2: still images. And then there was uh, there was like some exploration with like really shitty looking, um, you know, pixel art that you get like when you were moving the characters in the world. But then a lot of it was like, you know, you get arrested for stealing a loaf of bread. And that's
3: time. If you have any idea what Nick was talking about, go ahead and send us a message at Get Played Pod on Twitter.
2: There's no I'm not going to be thinking of anything else for the rest of this episode.
3: (laughs) Fucking look it up. We'll cut the, spa- the half hour it takes you to find the game. We'll cut, and then you'll find it, and in the listening of the show, people will be like, oh, that didn't take him any time. What on earth was that?
2: I don't even know how to search for it.
3: All right, we've been here for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all right, let's, uh, let's let's uh, wh- whatever. Mm. I'll, I'll Someone maybe will figure it out. If you know what it is, let me know.
3: Yeah, all right. Today we are discussing Hideo Kojima's Death stranding a very truly weird weird game emphasis on weird for weirdest games worst and weirdest featuring a self-aware fourth wall breaking norman Reedus pr- portraying sam porter bridges a futuristic courier who delivers packages across a post-apocalyptic united states with a baby strapped to his chest that can sense ghosts <laughs> yeah that's a weird that sounds like a weird game
2: yeah it's quite weird
3: uh, it is the first game developed by Kojima Productions after the writer-creator's contract with Konami was terminated and he was forced to create his own independent development studio. Published by Sony Interactive Entertainment and released on the PS4 in 2019 and then on Windows by Guerrilla Games or five, 404, I don't know. I didn't, 505 not 505. <laughs> Death Stranding has been called a walking simulator and or a strand game, which is apparently going to be a genre Moving forward, wow!
2: That I have not read. That I'm interested to hear more about.
3: What that it's a strand, the game? strand
2: genre. So
3: here is what we've like the the mumblings of what the strand genre will be will be asymmetric online play.
0: Mm. Uh,
3: that it will that one of the features of Death Stranding is that your gameplay affects other people's versions of the games in a Dark Souls esque. Message leaving way.
2: Social strand features. Yeah, the call. social
3: strand feature. But unlike Dark Souls, which is just a messaging system, your structures show up in other people's games. Yes. And that Kojima has talked about the strand genre being perhaps you would put, genre, you would put, objects in other people's spaces
2: yeah that's it i mean that element Mm. i mean i want to i want to jump too far ahead here but that element is something that is that i do really enjoy it did really click for me just like seeing a ladder that someone else left over that i can climb up to traverse something and that i can give a a like of approval to show that i i like that someone left a ladder there yes i just like man that is so
3: satisfying it's super satisfying yeah Should I, I, I've written a little thing that tries to break down what the story is. Please do. Without spoiling it. I love it. All right. Death Stranding is a game that takes place during an epic shifting moment in cosmic history. As the game opens, Sam's voiceover talks about the Big Bang, an event that released all cosmic energy and matter. He continues to tell us that there has been a new explosion, a new bang that's happened. And this cosmic event has blurred the lines between life and death. What was the explosion? Ask the players. Well, before this explosive event, the souls of the dead would traverse to the afterlife via a beach, not unlike the shores that greeted the ancient Greeks before they crossed over the river Styx. We've heard of beaches in like death concepts before. However, after this new bang happened, I'll call it the death bang, the souls of the dead could no longer cross over into the afterlife. They became stranded on earth. And this stranding of souls was dubbed the death stranding. And the beach that would have greeted those dearly departed was then quantum entangled with the world that we know. Like a whale that gets beached between the sea and the earth, these souls were beached in the world of the living and thusly called beached things or BTs. And those BTs are invisible to most people. Am I doing okay? This You're doing great. great. All right, great. In Death Stranding, if a BT, which is made of antimatter naturally, touches a living thing, there's an atomic explosion that voids out everything for miles. And other strange side effects of this braiding of the afterlife in the real world include uh, the uh, that a new what do you call, is a periodic table of elements? A new element, <laughs> there we go, is is leaking from the afterlife onto our existence, and that's called Kyrillium. The survivors of Death Stranding, of the Death Stranding explosion event, the Death Bang, use Chirilium to create the Chiral Network, a super internet that utilizes the beach to send enormous amounts of data across the devastated United States. And one of my favorite details of the game is that because the afterlife is sort of timeless, that you can process a lot of data on the other side of the afterlife. Mm. So using the beach is like using a supercomputer. Right. Great. Um, Kojima wanted a theme of connection throughout the game, and in a recent interview stated that the dead are always with us, even if we can't see them. And that's the way that we are connected Hmm. to the people who have passed on, and that's how he illustrates it in uh, this game. I'll go on with, I'll I'll conclude with one quote from Kojima, which is, um, as a child, this is this quote, this quote Kojima, as a child, I felt and still do feel a little today, loneliness, and I struggled to express it to my friends. It was something that was not said, and I don't think they would have really understood it. I felt like a weird person, a little like Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver. I identified myself in what the off-axis person in Scorsese's film felt, and the fact that a guy in New York could be suffocated by the feelings I was experiencing myself helped me a lot. I realized that I was not sick, just linked to others through a kind of melancholic connection specific to the human condition, and that is sort of the general atmosphere of Death Stranding.
2: What is Kojima fishing for there? Does he want us to tell him? Like, do we want us to say like, "Hey, you're not weird"? Because <laughs> he's weird. He's a weird guy. Yeah, he's
3: a weird guy. Sorry, Kojima, yeah. you're weird. So that was my laughless intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that was it. super interesting. I think that this game demonstrates. So I've never played a Kojima game before this. Okay, I, I was not a Kojima really? head.
2: Yeah, I was not. I'm fascinated to learn that.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I like. I I played like maybe five minutes of old. Old Metal Gear, mm-hmm. the one where it starts with him smoking, because mm-hmm. it was like a PS3 tech demo. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't, none of this is interesting to me. And I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. But like, it just wasn't in my window because it was espionage action. That doesn't describe a thing that I want to do.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah.
3: this was it. This was my intro. And this game to me, it feels like he is naively. Enthusiastic about the world, mm-hmm. like that seems to be the energy that comes off this game. Is loneliness, uh, naivete, but extremely impassioned and focused.
2: Right. I mean, I, I played a lot of Kojima games. I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm a Kojima expert to the degree that some people are, but. I uh, like there are there do seem to be recurring uh, thematic elements in his games of of you know like like futurism trying to anticipate where obviously it's a fucking science fi- science fiction of course it's gonna be futurism but trying to to extrapolate from where we are now in terms of like where a uh, Metal Gear Solid Two is like a is like a, a really good example of kind of like very very presciently anticipated how disinformation was going to be disseminated like so easily with the, with the internet. And that's basically the world we live in now. And, but also there's, there's this sort of thing that's kind of like a, it it almost reminds me of, of, of de Tocqueville of like this, this, this some person who's not from America with a fascination uh, about America, Mm -hmm. where it's just like fucking there's this, this game is like, it's not, It's not, like, American, but it is, like, so much about America. It is such just, like, a commentary on America, Um, and uh, I just, like, I'm always fascinated by that that perspective.
3: Do you think that it is, uh, well, um, is it, uh, do you think it's, like, The Last Samurai Felt? to Japanese people mm. like a movie that was obsessed with Japanese yeah. culture but yeah. clearly not designed or developed by Japanese people <laughs> they were
2: also confused by all the scenes where uh, tom cruise just pisses indiscriminately
3: <laughs> <laughs> in this game you pee pee and you poo poo yes, and it co- it creates weapons why well, I, I mean, gee, I, there's so much lore in the game that I literally I wrote pages and pages and I pages of deconstructing yeah. what the fuck was happening in the game. I will say
2: that the as as far as that element, so Sam Porter Bridges, the the player character, ha, has there's something is it uh, there's something in his blood. And there's something in his bodily fluids that makes it harmful to BTs, which are the gigantic, and we should describe the BTs a little bit for people who who, who haven't played the game. They're like these uh, these ghostly apparitions that you can only see with the assistance of, we haven't even talked about the BB yet.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, there's so, there we I haven't even gotten to that part of my <laughs> breakdown. That's like
0: one
2: of the biggest parts. That's why I think why people were like, this game is so fucking weird. Why is he toting this baby around? But you get a BB pretty early on.
3: All right, so in the game, one of the ways in which you can Uh, sense BTs beach things is by connecting yourself to a BB which is a baby entombed in a plastic container Mm -hmm. who has been born to a mother who's been unborn to a dead mother which they call a still mother. So if you're a woman who's pregnant and then you die and then you don't give birth to your baby and they remove it from your womb and put it inside of this plastic container, it is a baby that is linked to both the living and the worlds of the living and the worlds of the dead. And then you use some machinery to hook him up to your, what the fuck is that thing called? Octodeck? No, Uh, Octorock.
2: Audra deck. Oh, there it
3: is. (laughs) And you can using the BB's powers, sense BTs, and avoid them. Because if you touch them, then you cause a void out because they're made out of antimatter and you're made out of matter. Right. Did that summarize that pretty well?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yes. I mean, if someone hasn't played the game, they still have no idea what's going (laughs)
3: on.
1: (laughs) That was something that I was encountering when I was playing this game because people were like, oh, is it good? Should I get that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I I think it's good. I don't know if it's an experience I recommend. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not something that I would say, oh, this is something that is as a... Because, like, when you recommend a game there's usually something similar about another game that you're like, oh, I know you like this game. If you like that, you're going to like this. I can't point to anything in this game that is like something else I've played that I would say, oh, then you would love this game. I
3: also described the game in pretty pretty significant detail to my girlfriend, Mary. And she was like, oh, this sounds this sounds great. I would love to watch you play it. So mm-hmm. I had to create a new account because I, I I beat the game. And, and the only way you can show any of the opening sequences is to create an entirely new PlayStation account uh, to start over again. And I realized it's like s- saying to somebody, hey, do you like ketchup? Have you ever heard of ketchup? And they're like, I've never heard of ketchup. It sounds tasty. And then for the first 30 minutes or the next 30 minutes, you dump ketchup into their mouth.
0: (laughs) You should try it. (laughs) You should try it.
3: Because also the opening sequence is so off-putting. It just throws you completely into this world without any introduction.
2: Right. It's very unpleasant and it's very disorienting. uh, And it's also unclear on what's going on for, I mean, for... As I, I'm 38 hours in, I'm on chapter five. I was hoping to finish the game before uh, we recorded, but I did not quite hit it. I failed in that regard. Wait, but, you're
3: you're 40 hours in at chapter five?
2: Yeah. Is that slow? Yeah. I've been doing a lot of side quests.
3: <laughs> I like delivering stuff. There's, Nick, I, I believe there are 13 chapters to this game.
2: <laughs> I'm not kidding. All right, great. I'm glad I didn't stay up all night trying to finish this thing because <laughs> you'd be dead. You aren't close some of the cha- some of the chapters are short and some of the chapters are very long like chapter 3 is super long chapter 4 is like very abrupt chapter 4 is like one sequence
3: it's been so long since i played the game that i have mm. no idea where you are in the game but i know that I, that 40 hours at cha- that's a lot of hours to be in chapter 5
2: i've been delivering a lot of stuff <laughs> i guess that's what we should we should maybe talk about the gameplay right. is so much of it is your character Sam Porter Bridges is a porter in this world that's largely apocalyptic, largely depopulated, there are some centers of habitation that seem to be these underground vaults uh, that need stuff delivered to them. And he's one of the few people who is able to to physically move about the world and, and transport this stuff and traverse all this, uh, this terrain that is under threat of BTs. And another big concept we haven't touched on yet, timefall.
3: Yes. So after the Death Stranding happens, when it rains, the rain itself is time. And when the time falls out of the sky and touches you, it speeds up anything that it touches. So if it touches your hand, your hand ages instantaneously. If it touches the ground, the ground goes through an entire life cycle as it's raining, which is why the uh, environment itself is unrecognizably un-American. Because by the time we begin the game, Death Stranding, it's been like, 400 million years of american evolution. Mm-hmm. Time timefall
2: is an amazing concept and it's one of those things where there's so much fucking shit going in this game and no one told Kojima this was your observation Heather. No one at any point told Kojima no. Right. It's it's like George Lucas making the Star Wars prequels. It's just like this is a this is a guru with complete creative control who is doing whatever they want and just jamming in so much
3: weird shit. I will say that it's all it's also like George Lucas making Star Wars, which was also a time when that dude was not told no by anybody. Mm. And I would rather have Star Wars and Cloud Atlas and Death Stranding than any number of more easily palatable experiences. Oh yeah, give me the
2: big swing. Give yeah. me the big fucking swing and and a, a miss or a or a partial hit. I mean, for me I I love this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's fucking awesome, but it is I it makes complete sense that it's polarizing and it's very off-putting to a lot of people. Yeah. Cuz honestly, it it starts very slow and if you're someone who comes into a Kojima game expecting combat or, expect, you know, there is, like, basically none of that for 10 plus hours. How, yeah. how much, like, how far in the game do you have to be before there's any sort of meaningful, you know, combat I mean, encounters?
1: I think even in, like, maybe it's, like, the end of Chapter 2, maybe the start of Chapter 3, you get to, like, fight mules. Like If, if you encounter mules, you have to, you get to sort of fight them, but it's not... The most exciting fighting. It's like it's very just like what's the the whatever it is like in the Arkham engine. It's like very similar to that style of fighting.
2: Nice. The combat's pretty the hand to hand combat's not great. I think the you know, when you get some of the weapons the combat's it's a little perfect. bit more interesting. The
3: combat the hand to hand combat's hilarious and great. I mean
2: it's just like you're just a lumbering guy who's just throwing haymakers yes. but and you're mashing the square button but to that, but
3: that beat the h- shit out of somebody. Hit, those hits of crunch. They yeah. do have great impact. They're fucking like everything slows down for the impact. So, I love that.
1: I, another thing I've been saying about the game is that every new gameplay element that is introduced works perfectly. Right. Cuz you're just I mean you just start walking. That's the first and only thing you're allowed to do. Yeah. <laughs> is walk yeah. and manage your backpack. Yeah. And then you get to have more—you get to experience more things. You get to drive. You get to do fighting. You get to maybe have a gun here or there. And then when you get those things, it's like they'd been there the whole time already, and you, it, right. it felt so intuitive. It, It's—I wonder if this would be a good, like—
2: First video game for someone. <laughs> because it introduces concepts, elemental concepts so gradually mm-hmm. that I think if you'd never touched a controller before, you could take some time, you get basically get an hour to wrap your head around using the left analog stick to walk in mm-hmm. a direction, you know? Yeah. And 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 it's just like there's just some very, very basic shit like that. Uh, like the idea of having an inventory, the idea of, of managing it. But I will say this: this is a thing that 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 is an adjustment. So you start to pile this load of packages on your backpack, right? Mm-hmm. And that can get that stack can get absurdly high. And as such, you have to manage your balance as you're walking around, which involves a lot of small adjustments uh, using the L two and R two uh, triggers.
3: Yes. So, so the I, I think the reason that the control is introduced incrementally as it is is because also. When you are navigating space in a video game, typically, you don't care about space. Like Mm -hmm. it absolutely does not matter that there is a bump in the road or a little like that the the ground is on an angle Mm -hmm. because characters automatically orient themselves. You have to teach the player (coughs) the space is going to affect you in a way that it has never affected you in a game before by first teaching you walk and use triggers to keep your balance and use triggers to slow yourself down then we're going to add packages and change the balance ratio on the player so you are in control of the difficulty of the game because you are in control of what route you take how much you put on your back and how fast you move and all of those things have to be built in step by step by step but why are you delivering let's go back <laughs> So Sam Porter Bridges finds out that his mother is the president. Yeah, (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Fucking love it.
2: Just fucking awesome. The
3: president of the United States, who he did not know, was the president. He didn't know there was a president, and then he also didn't know it was his mother. Do we have a clip of that?
0: What's it been, Sam? Ten years?
1: Look at us. A bunch of deathless freaks meeting like this. Yeah, well... Good to see you two. President's waiting. It's your mother, Bridget.
2: (laughs) I know she'll recognize you.
3: Great. Uh, So, Paul, earlier when he finds out that he's meeting the president, he says, there's a president? (laughs) Yeah. Then he finds out that it's his own mother. His mother, who's dying, charges him with rescuing his sister, whose name is... Amelie? Amelie. There it is. Uh, Whose name is Amelie, and she has been taken hostage by a terrorist organization headed by a character named Higgs, named himself after the God Particle. This game's very, like, operatic and, and dramatic. So Sam has to head across the United States... Delivering packages, connecting people to the chiral network, and hopefully saving his sister in the end.
2: Uh we also glossed over one key detail in that cutscene. The character who is giving that information, delivering that exposition, is named Die Hardman. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking best name yeah, it's in incredible. the history of gaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Die Hardman is is I, the acting president, I believe, after you're, the mom passes away, mm-hmm. um, or at least is kind of in that capacity. But he's also a he's in addition to having an insane name. He is his his wardrobe is like an 18th century robber baron, but then he's wearing like this crazy like cybernetic mask that covers his entire face.
3: Yes, which is supposed to be a metaphor for the false personas that we wear when we are online. Uh, it is a, again, very theatrical way for Kojima to tell us this character is hiding something mm. from Sam. So he wears a mask. It's, I, I mean, it, it, it's like nearly Kabuki style. Like, it's just like, this character's a liar, so he's going to wear all red, like that yes. sort of a thing. Yeah,
2: Kojima is not subtle.
3: No. None of no, nothing in this game is subtle. Also But, but we also
2: like there's something that, that, you know, people prize subtlety sometimes, almost think that's sophistication, but like I don't think there's something great about just being like, fucking here we go. This is just on the surface. There's no subtext here.
3: I went to the opera for the very first time ever for my birthday in 2018. I'd never been to the opera before. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. I haven't had a birthday since. And... (laughs) I'd never been, so I was like, oh, you know, is it gonna be stupid? But it ended up being awesome. Mm-hmm. It's all, the opera is awesome. Yeah. Because everybody is like literally, I mean, it was subtitled on the stage, and people were literally like, I hate you so much I have to kill you but right now we have to go into this party and and so like everything was out in the open and also the whole set was a half sunken boat that was the size of a real cruise ship (laughs) and it was rotating for the entire production wow so like I was like, oh, this is the thing that I like. That's why I like Star Wars. That's yeah. why I like this game. It's like I really like big bullshit.
1: But even the but the thing too about Kojima not being subtle, he could tell he's showing you everything that he's gonna be doing. Yes. You still don't understand. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the other thing is that for me, because I'm you guys haven't beaten the game. No. And I am Inches away from platinuming the game, wild, and everything in the game. I, I would say that, without spoiling anything, the last two hours of the game redefine almost all of it. So I have to talk about these things at, with the with the old knowledge. Mm. It's like as if I knew Vader was. Luke's father. Mm. And and you guys are like, yeah, he killed General Kenobi. And I'm like, uh, yes, he did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do we want to talk about some of the other characters in the game?
3: I mean, they're so great. All these... Uh, This is, I'm already a mush. I'm I'm already a pile of mush. I had, like, such a determined, like, I was like, I'm going to write out everything, I'm going to make it real specific. I just love this game so much. It's delightful. It's It's so good. It's
1: really, really great. But the thing, like, I mean, obviously it's just us three. There's not a really, like, there's not a way to talk about it without being like, and then this thing, and then this thing. And
3: the game itself is about, okay, so I think the game, or like, all right, I think the game is about, the internet. I think it's about the mm-hmm, internet. Sure. I, I think that, you know, the Chiral Network is clearly a stand-in for the internet itself, right? Yes. But I also think that it is about the experience of being on the internet, in that a whole system designed to help everybody mm-hmm. uh, ends up fucking everybody. Right. And by that, I mean that, like, so at first, when you first see somebody else, you can build... In the world, you can build like a bridge to make it easier to traverse the environment because the environment is so punishing. And so can anybody else. They can build a bridge and maybe their bridge will show up in your copy of the game. And it's like, oh, wow, somebody helped me. But what ends up happening is people get make cars and park them in front of other people's houses so that you can't get in like this. System which is designed to help people ends up being a system by which you can upset other people playing the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
2: I, I haven't encountered on my playthrough all that much griefing yet. I'm sure it was maybe happening more in the early stages when the game was first out, which is when you played it.
3: I would I would build a highway and I'd be like, wow, everybody gets to use my highway. Oh, man, and then, so satisfying. And the next day there'd be five fucking cars in the middle of the highway. Wow. So you had like you couldn't you have to drive down the middle of the highway in order to conserve battery and you couldn't. Sometimes you wouldn't be able to drive past the trucks without getting out of your car, moving the truck off the bridge, and continuing.
2: Is there a is there an element? Uh was there a mechanic, and I wonder if it, there was an update added because you can, if something is obstructing you, you can disassemble it. That's new. That's new. Okay, so that was a thing that was added to combat that.
3: Because again, because the unintended side effect of right. this strand system is that people ended up hurting each other.
2: Um, as as far as your so your metaphor, it being a metaphor for the internet, I mean, the other thing is that it's just like it's so much as like here's a piece of content and I am going to take this piece of content that someone else's, and then bring it to you and then I am going to get a like in the world because mm-hmm. your character gets likes yes. you get likes based on your performance I'm going to get a like for bringing this thing that's not mine that someone else's, that I found and giving it to you like that service in and of itself because I'm like a curator of content I get positive feedback and, which is very much what being online is like. And
3: the quest system itself is like hyperlinking like you get sure. to a new place and you're like like all I'm gonna fucking do is is move this story forward. But you get to a new location, and there's five other links to different quests that you can follow. And and you're like, okay, well I'm gonna uh, I'll deliver this thing because that's on my way back. But on your way back, you also see that like a section of the highway is missing, and you know that you can collect the resources to build that highway from nearby. So you give up on the quest that you're currently. In. It's like reading a fucking Wikipedia yeah, article.
2: It is. It's like you you just want to find out you know, fucking what year Count Chocula came out, and then you end up on that Wikipedia page, and like 20 minutes later, you're reading about the Finnish sniper who (laughs) killed the most (laughs) people in World War II. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck happened here?
3: So as Sam delivers these packages, you discover that in the game, some people in... Some non-player characters in the game became addicted to the dopamine hit of delivering packages. These characters are called mules. You mentioned them earlier. Mm -hmm. They exist to steal packages and then deliver them on their own, in theory, even though you never see a mule delivering, which is a shame, because it would be kind of funny to see mules delivering. That would be fun. Uh, And that's supposed to be their psychology is, I just want to deliver. Um, And I also think that that is... So it's supposed to be a commentary on people who play who, who who exist on Instagram for likes, sure, as opposed to existing on Instagram to uh, to demonstrate. Oh, this is where I went on a trip, or here's the pizza I ate. But I think the side effect of that system, of the mule system, is also commentary on the player, because you want to get a perfect, you want to get a five star rating on every fucking delivery. Mm-hmm. So you become, you also become addicted to delivering. Oh yeah, and become a mule yourself.
1: I would become a mule in a second. Who oh, wouldn't? one hundred percent. I want, I want the, the satisfaction of getting an awesome. Ugh, ugh.
3: And also, all the f- shit that you're delivering is is nineteen nineties shit. It's uh it's CD-ROMs, uh original PlayStation games. Right. Uh, I mean there's morphine and food supplies and stuff, but all of the tangible media is all 1990s stuff yeah. because this is about the, the creation of the internet. So everything pre-death stranding, I think that the death stranding itself is the invention of the smartphone. That makes
2: oh. sense. Yeah, I could totally I mean that totally tracks for me. I was just, on the topic of deliverables, I think my favorite thing to deliver is a human sperm. <laughs> you get a big batch of sperm, you get a haul across the country.
3: <laughs> I I think okay, so to go back to the idea that the death stranding is the invention of the smartphone. Mm-hmm. I th- there the ghosts of people Everybody in this game is a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like you either interact with hologram, very rarely do you interact with a regular person. It's
2: so it's so weird. And you it's almost you don't even realize it till later of just like, oh, every basically every person I've interacted with has there has been a holographic pro- projection. Even if I'm like at their home, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like they they project something from from inside for me to interact with outside.
3: Right. And that's because This is this game is about the internet and the smartphone. And I think that's my theory. Mm -hmm. And you aren't all day long, we're interacting with people like you and I, the three of us text all day long. Yeah, Yeah. I see you guys once a week. Yeah, I'm just talking to your ghosts.
2: And I probably, you guys, I. Probably see more frequently than anyone else. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my wife, and then you guys.
0: <laughs>
1: my wife, I see twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> when she allows you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: For that sperm delivery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Boom.
3: Another thought I had about this game is that so if. If a first person shooter is how fast can you point mm-hmm. like that's the interactivity of a first person shooter is mm-hmm. while you are move while you are pointing in one direction how fast can you point in the other direction this game is Sam is a stationary figure in the dead center of your screen and you are moving the earth underneath him like that's why it feels so unfamiliar mm. because you aren't you don't control Sam you control terrain yeah, like that's why it's different. That's why there isn't another game like this.
1: It feel it, it doesn't play like any game I've ever played. And a lot of the games that I play include walking. I'll say, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, I've never walked in a game like this before. That's very interesting, man.
2: I do really. I mean, uh, th- this and it's not Breath of the Wild. It's a different game. It's much more linear. Mm. Um, it it's it's much more limited. It's a lot more cutscene heavy, but it does remind me of of Breath of the Wild and it has the same sort of gratifying sense of just traversing terrain. Yeah. I just like, I love climbing shit. Mm-hmm. I love just like walking a long distance. I love like, oh, I found this vehicle that's going to make this a little bit quicker. You know, I, l- I like figuring out an efficient route and being able to reuse it. It's just like all that shit that that same sort of feeling you get from Breath of the Wild. Cause w- so much when I was when I was younger and playing games, I thought I like oh I like fighting, I like combat, I like shooting things. And then as I got older, it's like no, I like just like exploring. Yeah, like, that's what's fun about it. And yeah. that's this game has a lot of that. You're just like exploring a world.
3: I like loneliness, and mm, I'd say that right. as a, a. I mean. Thankfully, nobody laughed because it was honest, (laughs) and I was scared to say it. But I really like loneliness in a game, and I felt like this game is so lonely. Yeah, The music, every time you're you're traversing the terrain and a a song cue plays, the camera zooms out a little bit so that you see how big the world is and how alone Sam is. Yeah, right. And also, Sam interacts with the hologram so often that when he— He breaks the fourth wall constantly, so he begins to develop a relationship with you, the player. Yes. Like, when he's alone or when he talks to somebody, he's either talking to you or BB, and often it's you. Like, he's mumbling things to you and sometimes looking directly into the camera to try and show you something. It's the um, most—I had to look up this old term— Because I was like, what is the description of the feeling that I'm having? And apparently in 1956, there was a term invented to describe a connection with somebody on television, and it's parasocial relationship. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time where I've ever felt a parasocial parasocial relationship with a game character. Because I felt like Sam was so desperate to talk to me.
2: Right. There's a moment... Where, like, there was a thing that, re- that was a jump scare for me that was a Sam-Camera interaction. So, there, there's we haven't touched on Monster Energy Drink, which is heavily featured in this yes. game. And you can use it at, and w- within your shelter to restore your stamina. You can drink Monster Energy Drink.
3: I can't wait for my mom to listen to this episode. Every <laughs> sentence, they say more nonsense.
2: <laughs> so, the... So la- there's a quest later in the game where you get this thing called uh, I think it's a, I think it's porter ale or porter lager. Yeah, after um, you
3: visit the Timefall Farm, yes. which is a farm that makes beer fast because they use rain from time to grow the wheat faster. Yeah,
2: and so you get this Timefall porter. It is a porter. That's the, that's what it is yeah. because it's a pun on porter. Um, and uh, so you drink that instead of the Monster Energy drink. But if you drink three of them in a row, yeah, he'll open the, he'll shake the can up, open it up, and then say right in your face. And spray the can at the camera. It's yeah. so fucking disorienting. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, bah!
3: yeah. He also he will like if if you if you get him drunk and then try and play it with BB, he'll like fuck with BB and kind of blame you for it. Mm, that I
2: did not experience. Yeah. That sounds fun.
3: Yeah, it's I it this. Okay, BB.
2: Again, reminder: BB is a baby in a plastic container filled with fluid yeah. that can interact with ghosts. And yeah.
1: you and you have to manage the stress of you this have to manage baby. Manage stress, yeah. Because if things happen or you fall or like you interact with things that are scary, he gets upset, and then you have to pick him up off your chest and gently rock him until he's. Happy again. He starts crying like baby
0: Mario
2: in Yoshi's Island. It's stressful. Yeah.
3: You can also sit down with him and sing him a song. Yes. Which is great by touching the touchpad in the middle. I realize what this sounds like. This is like when kids come back from recess and are trying to tell you what they've done. Mm, yeah. it's like oh, and then oh, and then the blue dragon. Yeah. he had a, he had a special keyboard and he had to use. Except we're trying to describe an experience that we all that everybody <laughs> yes can purchase.
2: <laughs> uh, the uh, so we talked a little bit about him uh, his bodily functions, the pissing in particular. <laughs> So he has a toilet slash shower in a future toilet slash shower hybrid um, if w- in his little living quarters. But also you can just piss in the wild and you just you just fill up and you actually have a meter for how many milliliters of piss you have inside of you. Yeah. And then you use the L2 trigger to, I guess, take your dick out. Yeah. And then the R2 to slowly urinate and you can drain that level down. Yes. Yes. And BB likes it, right? <laughs> BB yeah. like laughs at your pissing. Yeah, yeah.
3: well, a, a, that's what a fetus in a plastic container would do. I if guess so. Yeah, you took out your dick and peed in front of it.
2: They'd be like, "Ha, ah, that's funny."
3: There's a story reason why Sam's bodily fluids affect the are important, and that's that he is a. Repatriate.
2: Oh, you haven't even touched on repatriate. I yet. mean, there's so Fucking
3: much. Christ. There's so much. We're half. We're 45 minutes into this, and we haven't even <laughs> talked on. Like, we haven't even set the stage for the thing.
1: <laughs> well, it's time for our final thoughts. <laughs> uh,
3: Sam is a repatriate. He. Does not die. Instead, he goes to a place called the seam, which is in between life and death, and can re- re-enter his his soul can re-enter his body because of this strange relationship he has with death. The BTS are afraid of his physical body and his physical liquids. So he, if he bleeds, uh, they flee from it. If he urinates, they flee from it. If he poops, they flee from it. Later on, in order to attack those BTs, you use bullets filled with Sam's blood.
2: And grenades filled with blood.
3: And grenades filled with blood, which means that every time you hurt a BT, you are also hurting yourself, which is great if you're thinking about a game that is all about connection. Mm-hmm. And, right. and how your actions, where you hurt somebody online, you're hurting yourself, Yes, I don't understand why people didn't like this game. <laughs> well,
2: because so much of it is unpleasant, and especially if you like, <laughs> no, it, is, it's not it is like great. the first. It's very like there's a lot of it, it's. It's very aggressive. It's dense and hard to understand. And I feel like if you're someone. I'm not, I was lucky that this past week when I played the most of the played most of my playtime in this game, I was not working. I don't have a day job. If I had a day job currently and I had my 40 minutes of game time at home after I'd fucking worked this shitty job I hate, and I watched a 35-minute cutscene, and then carried like a six pack of underwear across a mountain. <laughs> I'd be like, what the, like this fucking sucks. It's great. Like play some Hearthstone or something. Yeah. No,
3: it's great. Yeah, um, it's
2: great if you have time to live in the world. I, I love the game. I'm just saying like, I get why some people don't like it. But
3: it, I, I disagree. I disagree because it's also great to just do one delivery and then log off. Cause you feel like it, yes. there are so many metrics that you're measured by at the end of a delivery that you get like, Fifteen hundred likes <laughs> for dropping off that underwear, and that's a satisfying experience. The sound design is crunchy; yes. like it's like all of the dings and whistles of that of that of of a successful delivery are awesome. And then you just stop the game, right? I don't get it.
2: I I will like I understand the people who dislike. It. I'm on your side. Like I like the game, and I like all that feedback. And I will say this is a thing you just you just touched on, but. There is so much positive feedback in this game. Yeah. You get so many likes for doing things. you get you, basically every task you get some sort of like for if you do a big deliver, you get a, a shitload of likes, which is just seeing a ticker go up is just very, mm-hmm. you know very gratifying. And then uh, fucking the the people are so just like emphatic about how much you've you've helped them. They're just always like, wow, Sam, you're the <laughs> one man. Who could bring me... How'd you do that yeah, so yeah, fast? How'd you do that? Boy. I
3: can't, I can't believe you carried all these packages. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like standing in front of a truck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Some you would, a fucking idiot.
2: Some would say you're a hero for bringing me this sperm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's the part of my brain that is really going nuts when I'm playing this game is that... Uh, I, I'm I, a, a millennial who unfortunately is addicted to work, I guess, and that is mm. a, a new thing in sort of like late-stage capitalism. That's news to me and Heather. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> You're the lazy one.
0: <laughs>
2: that's true. I am the lazy one.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
2: Matt. Go on. Fuck. You're making a point. No, uh,
1: but like uh, – there's, like, a thing that sort of, like, as a new feature of, like, late-stage capitalism was, like, people are sort of, uh like, addicted to work and, like, yes. need to feel like they need to work. Like, I'll say personally, if I'm not working, I feel like I'm going insane. Yeah. And I start to feel, like, physically ill if I'm not completing a task.
3: Mary has that thing, too.
1: It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Uh, but, so, in this game, when you do any. Delivery, any sort of function that gets you into the next part of the game, you get not only a letter grade but also a star meter fills yes. up. Yeah, I, my brain is going nuts. I'm loving this thing because it's like it's just filling me with like positive reinforcement. Like you did so, and then they start. Fucking blowing smoke up your ass! <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. I love it. Yeah, and
2: there's there's also elements like your like BB can be pleased with you. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I, I, which is just such that's like the best. You get a like from BB. It's just like the best feeling. Oh, uh, when BB gives you a
1: tiny little thumbs up. Yeah. Oh.
3: Have you guys gotten? Are you far enough in the game that you've gotten a like from a BT?
1: No. no. That shit's Whoa. awesome. That's you earned that. Yeah. That's if you get a like from a BT, you did really good. <laughs> Again,
2: the BTs are the evil ghost apparitions, if you haven't played the game. That hearing that that didn't get likes from BTs, I find upsetting.
3: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, guys, is the BTs as, as the game progresses and you introduce yourself to all these different characters, one of the characters you meet is named Mama. Uh, And she is, uh, she's tethered to a dead baby BT, like a ghost baby is umbilically connected to her. And that's supposed to illustrate to you, I think, that each of these people who you're, each of the BTs is a dead person who is a real person, so when you get a like from a BT, you're like, "Wow, that goes be above and beyond like life and death." Yeah. That I got a like from a BT.
2: She nurses the ghost baby, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but because it, it, it's just like a physical sort of response thing. But I will say, as she was doing that, I was like, was she gonna take her tatty out?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she doesn't. She does it over the shirt. <laughs> but I was kind of expecting it for a second. I was like, "That's a bold choice." <laughs> Gonna see the this woman's bare breast breast nursing a dead baby.
3: <laughs> this is but at this point in the game for sure you've seen Sam's ass crack. You've like seen Sam's 50 ass Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
1: absolutely no dong.
2: You can't see his he doesn't dick. Hang which is it like, all. A, on a bummer. This I was kept trying to spin him around to see that hog. No, no can do. If
3: you point the camera at his dick in when he's alone, he gets upset and he'll like cover it up. And like, kind of like, push the camera yeah. away. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's protective of his little peepee. Is that an
2: internet commentary in and of itself? Like, we're saying what internet is. What? What? I mean, that maybe this is doing work for the game, but like, saying what, uh, you know, what content, what nudity isn't isn't permissible. What, yes. What's allowed?
3: You know. Of course, we are mm. because this. Okay, look, I'm g- the game. I'm not saying it's smart, but I'm saying it's deep. It's stupid, but extremely deep on that stupidity. Does Mm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like like all of the like the masks and shit are are goofy. But also, video games are goofy, and Kojima's vocabulary is video games. Kojima
2: is gloriously goofy. That's, like, kind of one of his things.
3: So, like, the first song that plays in the game is Don't Be So Serious by Low Roar, which is extremely somber, but the message is, hey, maybe don't take this as seriously as it needs to when you play it. You're all alone in the world. Every connection you have is superficial.
2: I don't know music at all, uh, but this, this this band, Low Roar, that, that's good. They do a lot of the soundtrack. Yeah. Are they good? Because I like it.
3: Well, I don't know if they're good, but I do know that Kojima heard the albums and then wanted the music in his game. This oh, interesting. This wasn't written for... Yeah. Here's another thing about the fucking game, Okay. This is Kojima's attempt to connect with us, the audience. And by that, I mean, all of these little, there are little scattered memory chips all over the world that you can collect. And the memory chips are external to the world. They are Kojima's favorite things. Right. So they are, you'll find the soundtrack to the movie Thelma. You'll find uh, a a picture of a motorcycle that Kojima likes. You'll find uh, a movie from the 1970s that he enjoys. Like he's teaching us what he likes.
2: By the movie movie from the 1970s he enjoys? Blazing Saddles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> yeah. I
3: think this game is about a fucking developer who's so fucking lonely. Yeah, and he's trying. He's scared, and he's trying to show us his right. world. And then, simultaneous to that, he's got a bunch of fucking unorganized ideas, yeah. and he put them all into something all at the same time.
2: Well, you can infer from if if you look at Kojima's social media presence, he is someone who shares a lot. He is someone who is an avid consumer of pop culture, and he is someone who seems just to be an enthusiast. Like yeah. he just like he just likes a a lot of shit he's Mike. just like really and apparently this uh, this uh, uh the, i guess part of his process is that he just has movies playing all the time like he'll just like put on avatar and avatar is just playing while he's working and it's just sort of like creating this sort of you know ambiance in his workspace so
3: he's like a living collage
2: Yeah, I guess so. Mm. And that also, I think, informs a lot of the casting in this movie, in in this game, rather, uh, which is a lot of people who it seems that Kojima is either friends with or fans of. Yeah. A a dead man who we mentioned, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And I don't know if Guillermo del Toro is just the model or the model and the voice. He's just the
3: model. He's just the the model. The voice and mocap is done by another person. Got it. Which, I don't know what kind of commentary that is, because also, Hartman, the character, is... Uh, Nick Ruffin, the uh, director, but it's only a scan of Nick Ruffin, and the voice and performance are performed by a different person.
2: There's like there's a there's a character uh, who has some side quest for you. Film director who's very clearly Jordan Vote Roberts. Um, who that's is right, a who's yeah. a Kojima, you know, collaborator? Supposedly working on the Metal Gear Solid movie at some point in the in the future. Yeah, there's a lot of just uh, just identifiable. Oh, that's exactly who that person is. Yeah, J- their character model is just the just represented in the game world as a hologram.
1: It's very disorienting to see Edgar Wright in the game and then know that that's not his voice and just be like, it was very off putting. I think yeah. it adds a level of uh, yeah disorientation to it because I'm very familiar with what Edgar Wright. Looks and sounds like, and you hear a voice that is not his, made me uncomfortable.
3: (laughs) Well, so, but what? Okay, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I was like, is he telling us that the the people that each of these people is not who they seem to be, like in real life? Is he is he telling us that Nick Nick Ruffin is not who he projects into the world, but is an entirely different private individual? That
1: could be, but. Conan is Conan. Yeah, Conan is Conan. That's the thing. Conan does the like mocap and well, the voice for Conan. So
3: maybe Conan is Conan. Maybe he's met yeah. Conan and he's like, <laughs> Conan's one dude. He's like, that's that, who that is. But when he met Guillermo del Toro, he's like, you are totally different than I expected yeah. you to be.
2: Conan is jarring because it's, I think I knew that it was it was in the game and we actually referenced it on an episode mm-hmm. here. We played yeah. the video and it was announced, but it's pretty deep in the game and it's a side quest. So it's like a thing, Like, and it's not even here, his domicile. There's a character called Cosplayer that you're delivering to, and he just appears at Cosplayer's thing as I think is a character called the Wandering MC or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone's name is just like what they are. My favorite is is there's a there's a wind farm, and the guy who
1: runs the wind farm is named Jake Wind. <laughs> Yeah, I was delighted by all of the characters' names. They were all so good. So on the nose.
3: Can I talk about one of the hardest times I laughed in the game? Sure. Which is uh, one of the memory... So there's a few of the memory chips are in-game collectibles and they do give you background story fuck we haven't even talked about the email system oh Oh,
1: yeah the emails I love getting emails so one
3: of the ways what is emails in which
1: (laughs) (laughs) it
2: is weird there is there is is a quest there's an old guy who wants you to to bring him pizza there's a fucking pizza gate thing in this (laughs) and he keeps requesting more pizza give me a give me a small pizza (laughs) Uh, I did like that only that lonely old fuck I could bring pizza to, though. There's something very fun about, like, I have to deliver a pizza. I have so much shit I have to do that's that's critical to the world. I have to get this thermonuclear bomb to the other side of the continent. Yeah. But also, I have to bring this guy a pizza. And yeah. it's
3: also, it pays off so well. Oh, wow. And it's thematically relevant to the entire game that you're delivering that guy pizza. Oh, I love it. And how uh, have you delivered all the pizzas?
2: No, I got more pizzas to I go. Got some more pizza. They're
3: going to get harder and harder and harder to <laughs> deliver. Yeah, I can see that. It's... It, it,
2: but the, the noise shows it, it, up. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna stomp on my pizza. I know what he's up to.
3: So, part of the way that the lore of the game is delivered to you is emails, yes. which you receive either on your. Oh, and we haven't talked about the fucking handcuff. Or the Cupid. The Cupid. There's so much in this game. There's so much. Like, Sam, the main character, wears a handcuff, which is effectively an Apple Watch, uh, but it is he can't take it off ever. And it's the way he gets his emails and his phone calls and, and the way he pulls up his map. But it's demonstrating how we're all, once you get an Apple Watch, you can't really imagine not wearing the Apple Watch. I, I had
2: to stop wearing it because it was fucking just, it was like ruining my life. I was I was like too addicted to all the feedback. I was like, I gotta get this thing off. And so now I just wear it to work out. I don't wear the Apple Watch all the time anymore.
3: I If I forget to turn on my Apple Watch at the beginning of the workout and I end the workout, it's as if for me that I did not work out.
2: Right. You don't get that feedback. Because I'm get, like,
3: it didn't fucking happen.
2: I'm doing it mostly for the gamification at this point. Y- yes. Uh, I will say that the... It it is again not at all subtle that your your watch is like your smart watch is a handcuff, mm-hmm. um, but it's it works and there is the, he, he does physically get cuffed to um, his bed when he sleeps like it's yeah. like it is like a thing he can't escape.
3: Yes, yes. Where where were so you get these emails on your. Watch slash handcuff from all the people you've delivered to and that's part of the way that you get the lore of the game expanded on people have complained about how much they have to read in the game
2: yeah someone in the game signed me up for like their uh, improv group's mailing list <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Troublement Gum do a herald <laughs> leave me alone
3: you guys know that I used to be a delivery girl
2: Yes. yes, I do know this. Because
3: this this was also a very important part of my experience with this game is that for uh, the first year or two after I moved to Los Angeles, the way I made money was delivering groceries. And I wanted to say that none of the people who I delivered groceries to were ever happy no. that mm-hmm. I was there. Nobody was like, oh, thank you, my cold medicine. Or, right. oh, thank you, the bread that I wanted. This is so great. They would— I quit my job when a woman I carried three pallets of water up up, up flights of stairs uh, and got to her door. She had already paid for the water because it's an online purchase. The door, like, safety chained open. This woman was covered in lesions and started screaming at me. Jesus! Uh, I didn't order this! I didn't order this! Get the fuck off my porch! Get the fuck off my porch! You bitch! You better give me my money back! Like all this, like. And she had to, she had to click it. Yeah. And, and then also click pay and then also click yes. So I quit too. Cause I couldn't, it was like Sam getting to the top of a mountain and the, what is it? The psychic? I don't know who the fuck is up at the, the top. Roboticist of a the roboticist is up there. The roboticist is up there. And, uh, and he's like, oh yeah, no, I don't want this. Like, at least none of the deliveries are like that.
1: I didn't order this sperm, you fucking... <laughs> uh,
2: there are... I mean, there are some... Because we... I don't... Have we said the the acronym UCA yet? No, no, we haven't.
3: <laughs> so
2: this is the future America. The UCA you're rebuilding is yeah. like making these connections. The
3: United Cities of America.
2: Yes. And there are... are uh, there are some individuals that you deliver you're basically like like establishing all these different nodes on a network as you're making deliveries you're trying to get them to join the UTA you use your qpid which looks like a a bunch of dog tags on a wire um that hangs around your neck to To add someone to the network, but some people are reluctant to join. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be like, I'll join your delivery network, but I won't join the UCA, so you don't get all the full benefits of them being a part of it until you persuade them to fully join by making more deliveries.
3: Right. The only way that you can see the structures of other players is if you connect them to the chiral network, and that only happens after you satisfy each of these dudes. Yes. So you have to deliver like 18 rounds of underwear to some dude up in the mountains, Mm -hmm. like thermal underwear, and then finally he's like, all right, I join the uca wow hey this isn't too bad <laughs> well, i don't mind the uca <laughs> thank you sam and then if you if you build up if you maximize your connection with any of these preppers who are living in these bunkers off in the middle of nowhere uh-huh. you get you get a it's It is the most humiliating good job. It's the most humiliating trophy I've ever received in a game. You get a star, a sticker that you stick to your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Which is almost like telling you, you don't need to be doing this
2: (laughs) right. It is like what you would give a child to satisfy them. Yeah, but it is so like I I like getting the sticker. Yeah, like getting that pants sticker. I
3: got all of the every single person to five stars wow. in the entire fucking game.
2: Jesus Christ!
3: I'm I'm That's so much. It's so much. I the only things I have left to do to platinum the game is I have to. So I didn't realize I switched over to like hard mode towards the end because mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck. There's an additional level of success that you can have on a delivery that's only available to hard mode.
2: Oh, I didn't know that because I saw there is you can choose to make a delivery outside of the difficulty level in the game. You can choose to make a delivery, a premium delivery, which yes. has more, more stringent requirements. Yeah.
3: And then there's a, a premium delivery on hard mode gives you an additional bonuses. Oh, wow. So there are I have to get 10 more maximized deliveries of every type. So time a uh, number of goods, uh, speed, like all of the things, like delicacy. Yes. I have to get 10 more of each of those in hard mode of of maximized deliveries. Does that make sense yes. what I'm saying? So I have to do that? Well, I, I mean,
1: to us, we played the game. <laughs> yeah. People listening, they're like, what the fuck is Everyone going Everyone listening's uh, noses are bleeding. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I have to uh, find like five more memory chips and I have to, what's the other thing I have to do? Oh, and I have to, so you can, every structure that another person puts into the game, yes. you can upgrade. So, uh, at first you, you're building, uh, bridges, uh, and then you are build or, or first you're building ladders, then you're building bridges, then you're building highways, then you're building zip lines. And each of these things has a level like one to three, mm-hmm. uh, of like durability. Cause time fall rusts everything in the world. Uh, and also like the, the dis like the bonuses that the structure itself gives you. Oh, right. So, so like a zip line will lo- go farther. If you're it's a level three and I have to maximize two more types of structures. Wow. That's how close I am to platinuming.
2: Uh, the zip line. So a lot of the game is like mountainous. And so the zip lines are a very efficient way to traverse. And man, I added like just added another zip line to to there. Like there were a few that were. Uh, linked together, and I added one, an endpoint to it to extend it further. And my, man, that was so satisfying. Yeah, I like wrote it end to end, like like all the way, and then back up the other way, just yeah. so I could experience. it was like, look, I contributed to this
3: thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like the
2: fir- the only time I've ever felt like I've built something that added to like society. <laughs>
3: it's
2: in this fucking game.
3: I spent. One whole day, like one whole Saturday being like, okay, I am not doing any of these fucking winter deliveries again without zip lines. So I linked every single mountain town with zip lines with a perfect total network. So anywhere in, and as soon as I did it, I started finding that the deliveries that I needed were like not in the mountains, but (laughs) two mountain towns. And I was like, Fuck you!
0: Uh. (laughs) So I
3: did make a zipline from the Timefall Farm into that network, Mm -hmm. so you can go from you can drive all the way to the Timefall Farm and then zipline up. Okay, so I can't talk about
1: that. Can I talk about when he goes poop? Of course you can. So when Sam Porter Bridges goes poop, he go he goes into the he has one domicile for this inside his room it's like a little thing where he goes pee goes poop and takes a shower is
3: very dutch is that how it is in in holland your toilet will be inside of a shower
0: yeah. <laughs> I, that's where that, the term that. dutch
2: oven comes from
1: <laughs> i like that <laughs> I like uh, the reason that joke works for me is because we all know that it, that's not true. <laughs> and we know that there is another gross thing. <laughs> but so he goes pee, poop, and yeah. shower in the same thing that then makes grenades out of his fluids and stuff. But when he's sitting down to take that, too, a, a, a screen comes up so you can't see him. And it's an advertisement for AMC's ride with Norman Reedus, which was his like reality show. This is a real thing. The actor who portrays yes. the character, the Sam.
2: the voice this, who portrays Sam. So it's like breaking the fourth wall right there. Yeah. yeah. Just very playfully.
3: Yeah. yeah. And the sound of the engine revving of the motorcycle yes. is him it's, taking a huge it, Yeah, yeah. It,
2: It's another, I mean, that's another kind of <laughs> Kojima thing is that he does kind of have like a very broad sort of silly sense of humor. I mean, he's kind of a, he's a goofball in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that comes across and a lot of there's just like some very juvenile humor packed into this otherwise very like deadly serious game but
3: also video games are stupid they're Mm -hmm. all stupid every game I think that eventually like when we're in season 10 of this show and one of us is dead (laughs) 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 hopefully it's not me uh
1: shocker it's Matt yeah it's Matt uh I died in season two.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But I think there's an argument to be made that all video games are weird video games because Mm -hmm. everything we've taken Mm. for granted as we, like Donkey Kong is a game where you are a plumber who is jumping over barrels thrown at you by a monkey who's kidnapped your wife. Right. (laughs) Like that's the breakdown of Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like all games are crazy. And I feel like Kojima's sensibilities were maybe fashioned by games, or maybe he came to them with that sensibility. But he's just saying, like, these all this shit's stupid. It's stupid. So what put put an advertisement for ride with Norman Reedus. Yeah on the shower that you're shitting inside.
2: <laughs> throw, throw monster energy drink in the game uh, and have that be something that gives you a tangible benefit. Like it's, it's in your character's interest to consume monster energy drink. Yeah. I
3: don't know if that, if the monster if Monster Energy drink in the game is product placement or if it's just something that Kojima wanted in the game. I, yeah.
2: I think it's kind of, I think, I am, assume they get, they're getting money from Monster Energy for it but I think it's intentional that like, I want a, they're, I want a product, I want a brand to be associated with the drink that boosts your stamina. Mm. Like, Every I, time I, that I see That feels one, like a
1: creative choice. I, I want one
2: so bad. It does make me want that and your canteen is filled with Monster Energy yeah. drink which I can't imagine anything more <laughs> disgusting. Uh, you're so thirsty. I'm, you're hiking across the fucking swamps <laughs> your boots are soaked you got a whole bunch of fucking uh, utensils Wait. on your back in a fucking gigantic
3: crate well he's going on this rant play play one of the songs <laughs> 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 so, just, just play it like a here we go so what were you saying nick
2: you gotta deliver a bunch of fucking flatware to some hermit uh, who lives in the mountains? Yeah, and you gotta carry a, a bottle of wine in your hand That's because right. it's fragile. Right, and you can't, you know, it, it, if it's on your back, it's gonna break, and if it breaks, you don't get your bonus. And you you stumble and and almost lose it. You stumble and almost lose it, and then your character can ha- is is heaving because he's he's parched and he's exhausted. So you sit down and you open up your canteen and drink some fucking monster energy drink, <laughs> and then you take just like the thickest piss. <laughs> By the way, your your piss gauge, we talked, we talked about how it has like the milliliters of piss. This is a very weird thing that <laughs> he can pinch it off mid piss, which yeah. I just cannot imagine. Like, like, okay, I've got 400 milliliters of piss in me. I'm going to piss out 300 and hold 100 in and then walk another 10 miles. <laughs> Fucking psychotic.
3: Have you peed? So... The way that you transition between the BT space and the human space is that uh, it'll start raining heavily, and then uh, you have to carefully navigate a uh, ghost-filled world. Yes. And if you trigger one of the ghosts, the ground turns to syrupy tar, and creatures are trying to drag you into their BT, like into the beach, I guess. Right,
2: right. They're reaching up from the ground.
3: Yeah, to drag you in. You guys know that if you, you pit, piss on them, they'll go away.
2: <laughs> really? Whoa. I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I have yet. not tried that yet. Yeah. That's amazing. Because they're repelled by your flu. That makes total sense. Yeah.
3: So uh, you're, you, your pee is an additional onstage weapon. Wow.
2: I never would have considered that. That seems like a, like, because I was always just sort of mashing my way out of there trying to, to struggle.
3: Well, I would, I got up on top of a rock and I was safe and they were all at the bottom of the rock going, <gasps> And I was like, (laughs) and they took out my dick and peed on them. And then they were like, (laughs) (laughs) oh.
1: Nick, did you know that uh, if you make them jack off, they go faster?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys gotten a Hartman?
1: Yeah. I've gotten a Hartman. Hartman. There's a
3: character in the game who is searching for his dead wife uh, in the afterlife. And so he has hooked his heart up to a defibrillator is that defibrillator
2: defibrillator i don't know exactly how to say it
3: and every 20 minutes he dies yeah goes to the other side looks for his wife and then shocks himself back to life right yeah he also explains some significant game lore to you because he's like a librarian and a collector and he's got all these movies and shit um while he is dead you can wander around in his apartment and you're locked in a room for that 20 minutes, which is really satisfying because you can look at all of his stuff and if you like it, you get more likes for liking this stuff. Right? Oh, he tells you my favorite detail in the whole game, the one where I was like, ah, that's great. So each of the BTs, when they are moving through the world, they leave handprints on the ground uh, as if they are walking upside down or searching for a connection. Uh, And... When you meet Hartman, he talks about Neanderthal paintings and he's like, look at their at the hands on the walls. Mm. They were drawing BTs. They were painting BTs. Oh, wow. Because this isn't the first time that a death stranding has happened. Right. And I was like,
1: Yes! That rules.
2: Yeah.
3: That's awesome.
2: I think the other possibility though is that they were doing that thing where they were like tracing their hand to make a little turkey. They like cut it out of construction paper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have not told any jokes this episode because I've been so happy. You've no. doing great. <laughs> to talk about the game and every...
1: <sighs> this is an interesting one because, like, yeah, this, the, the way this episode... The shape of this episode is different, and the flow of it is different, because Mm. there's not a way to talk about this coherently. We
3: should introduce our guest.
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh, that's right.
3: (laughs) How did this get played? I could talk about this forever. Yeah. And also, I don't know anyone in the regular real world who's played the game, so this is the first conversation I've had. And it's frustrating because we're also having it with the audience. Right. We are stranding to the audience, yes. right now. But
2: th- I. but they'll get to interact with us, too. But again, it's all like these arm length arm's length interactions. Yeah. Like they're hearing a recording of us. They're hearing this this, you know, ghost of our voices from a, you know, a week earlier. Um, but then they can react in real time as they're listening. Do I fucking tweeting our social media?
3: yeah, they'll they'll interact with us over Twitter. And it, it's as if they know us, but they don't know us at all. We're all strangers. I don't even know myself. But I do know this game and I'd like to give it a score. Wow. It's time for the review crew. <laughs> like! <laughs> Nick, what, you want me to go first? Or sure. You? All right, great. This is a 10 out of 10. The game's fucking incredible. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, the ending made me cry for real. Like, for real, it did. It made me cry. Uh, I think it's uh, stupid. And I want. I, I. don't mean that as an insult to the game. I mean that as an insult to all games. It's stupid, but it's great. And it's deep. And it's fun. And the theme... It's like if you sat down to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's not an advanced sandwich, Right? But then you were like, not only am I going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'm going to make it on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich plate. And we're going to (laughs) put that peanut butter and jelly sandwich plate on a table made out of peanut butter. And inside of the kitchen, uh, it it will be all bread. And then the house will be lined with jelly. (laughs) And as you keep going out, you're like, okay, at some point this gets impressive. And that's kind Mm. of what Death Stranding feels like to me. It's like, look, it's not... It's not literature. Yeah. But it's really, really rich and it's really well tapestried and I really, really enjoyed it. It's a fucking opera. It's great. 10 out of 10. Wow. Fucking go.
2: Uh, I love the game. My, ra- my rating now as of... Uh- Apparently earlier in the game than I thought, but having spent uh, three dozen hours lugging shit around is that I fucking love it. It's it's perfect for me. It's the illusion of productivity, which in a sense all productivity is an illusion. So fucking there's some more commentary for you. Uh, it's fucking ten out of ten. I love it. Uh, I will I will say that. We didn't touch on fragile. We didn't touch on the Mads Mickelson flashbacks and the fact that he has a different presence in the game, which which ultimately comes up. We barely touched on Higgs, the the chief antagonist. There's so much more shit There's to talk so about. So
3: much shit in the game.
2: I think we could we could talk even more about this. I think we could, but uh, but that said, for the interest of moving this along, I just like I fucking love it. I love how fucking bananas it is. I love how how I love the huge huge swings it takes. Uh, what do you think, Matt?
1: I've never played a game like this before in my life, Uh, and it it is satisfying to me in a way that I didn't think is possible, because something that we all know, I don't like crafting, and a big, not necessarily a big mechanic of this game, but a lot of it is maintenance and managing and, like, making sure that your inventory is just so, and that stuff usually drives me crazy, but... Because in this game, it reaches an ultimate goal of getting a letter grade for doing your job. It's very satisfying to yes. me. So I I'm probably not as far as you even in the game, Nick. But I'm I'm loving it, and I can't wait to finish this game. And like it's, I constantly think about it. It's like I've not thought about a game like this in a long yeah. time. This is an easy ten. Yeah. It's so good. Like just what it, the, what the promise of the game is is a ten.
3: I have a pitch. Yeah. Which is that. There is a lot that we haven't covered, mm-hmm. right? And there is a lot that I can't touch on because you guys haven't beaten the game. Okay. So what if we philosophically consider this part one, mm-hmm. even though we're going to come to an end in this episode. Yeah. And then after you guys beat the game, we'll do a part two. Sure. love
2: yeah? it. Great. I love it. So tomorrow. <laughs> we record tomorrow.
3: Great. So those are our thoughts about uh, Death Stranding, but- Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. We're not, but maybe we're wrong.
2: I uh, I was reading some of these reviews and because I was I was going through and you know some some things like Steam or whatever have a an age gate to access certain games and I realized that like I use my real birthday for those Like, you know, people, like, yeah. will put, like, oh, just January 1st, like, 1901, whatever. Like, I took the time to, like, put my actual birth date in. I'm just like, that's, I I bet most people don't do that.
1: I do. You do? Yeah. Every. So we're honest. We're honest. We're honest, boys. Every single thing that comes up on the internet that asks me for the actual information, I just give it to them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's a a one-star Amazon review from
2: Blood Puddle, Ohio. A boring game littered with extremist political propaganda. Go figure. A woman president gets elected and the whole country goes to crap. (laughs) I play video games to momentarily escape all the political SJW bullcrap that's forced down our throats every waking minute. If I wanted to watch a bunch of cutscenes of people bashing our country, I'd just turn on CNN. This game is nothing more than a blatant attack on Trump. I, the last line almost makes me think they're, tr- they're trolling, but it, I think I very well could see this being, this being legit. I will say that I don't feel like this game is, it presents an apocalyptic version of America, but it it seems to be. Vision of America, but it seems to be pretty pro-American in general, at least pro-American people. He
3: does talk about, like, that we've spent too long building walls and we need to tear down walls right. and start connecting with people. So I can see if you were a Trump oh, that's supporter, true. you'd be like, oh, this is an attack on Trump because he said wall.
2: The elder at one point, I think, sends you an email that says that he was born on the other side of the wall, the, yeah. the southern border wall. So, yeah, yeah that's, pre- that's pretty clear. Uh, yeah. yeah, not subtle.
3: All right. Uh, I have this review from Power Up. Part walking simulator, part open-world exploration, part third-person shooter, Death Stranding is the most boring, mind-numbingly torturous game I've ever played. Ever. Not to mention that its narrative is a jumbled mess of pseudoscientific spirituality that folds in on itself so many times as to be unintelligible. This person thought this was... The worst game they've ever played.
2: <laughs> I can, I, they, a lot of the reviews I was coming through seem to be people who are like so pissed off about this game because it's just so not what they want from a an interactive
3: experience. Here's one. C- can I go again? Yeah. Metro, metro.co.uk, the fucking Metro UK website. <laughs> Hideo Kojima is not a genius and Death Stranding proves it. Oh my God. There's no getting away from the fact—that was the headline of the article. That's insane. There's no getting away from the fact—is that how that's supposed to go? No. Well, then you're not a genius, you fucking <laughs> journalist. But there's no getting away from the fact that Death Stranding is boring. It seems to be purposefully designed that way, too, with simplistic gameplay that serves only to make walking in a straight line, which is the game's primary gameplay mechanic, as difficult and frustrating as possible. There's no meaningful interaction with any character, most of which, for no good reason, are holograms, and the story is pure and utter nonsense. That's a major, that's a major review. Yeah. yeah. I also, for our negative reviews, I just searched on Twitter, you know, Twitter being like kind of the kind of thing that is in the game. Like there's mm-hmm. likes and there's social media. So I just searched death stranding is terrible. And I had, a lot of hits. Oh man, a lot of hits. Death Stranding is terrible in every aspect, but the cult of personality surrounding Kojima ensures that players and critics force themselves to like it or simply refuse to criticize it as it deserves. That's, I don't, I don't have this whole thread, whole thread saved, but that's fourteen of something. Wow. <laughs> it's time for the question block. Like.
1: <laughs> so, so this one comes from. Uh, Past guest, friend of the show, Eva Anderson. Hi, Eva. What other existing game should co-star Guillermo del Toro? I mean, I feel like a Mario game, of course. He'd be so fun in a Mario. A a Latinx Mario would be great.
3: (laughs) I would love love to have seen the Silent Hills that the two of them were making. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been awesome. I never got to play P.T., Uh, that
1: is the most shocking thing that I've ever done is that I, that I can say that I've played it. Wow. And it's, it's too scary for me and I'm upset that I even did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this next one, uh, okay. Is from at, I, I, oh, how do you say that? How do you think you say that, Heather? Iowarian? Iowarian on Twitter with Norman Reedus in Death Stranding and Keanu in Cyberpunk 2077. Heather, what video game would you have Nick be the star of? Hmm.
3: hmm. I remembered saying let's ask this one on the show, yes. but I didn't prep anything. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I would. I would want Nick to exist in like. Um, the candy levels of Mario, Super Mario Odyssey. Ooh, I'd
2: be in hog heaven.
3: Yeah, I'd like to control like Nick running around in like a candy world.
2: My sweet tooth is just out of control. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you you have the jumping of Luigi, mm-hmm. but also the floating of Princess.
1: <laughs> and like Norman Reedus in Death Training, I can piss on that. <laughs> Great. Uh, this one is from at uh, Coke Comet Comics on Twitter. Would you eat the worm? There's a thing in the game where you, those cryobites, I think mm, they're called. Yeah. yeah. Where you have you eat that and that replenishes your stamina as well. Would you eat that? We didn't touch on the fucking crypto bite. So
3: There's so fucking much in There's the too game. Too much stuff. There's too much stuff.
2: Yeah, they like li- they're like in little mounds and you pick them up and they're like f- they float too. Yeah. We didn't touch on how much shit floats in this game.
3: There's so much. There's so much, so much floating about. stuff. Again, we'll talk about all this after you guys beat the game. Uh,
2: we'll- I I would eat one of them things because I I'll fucking eat. Whatever once.
3: yeah. I, and sh- I
2: mean, they're they're supposedly disgusting, but I eat one of those to restore my blood.
3: I've eaten all. I've eaten live shrimp, so you know that's f- like eating a chiro- chirobrite, chirobrite. Mm-hmm. And I've shot the worm in a bottle of mezcal, so you know. Wow, there it is. I
1: the I think because they were floating, they it made them look better. Yeah, they I look- was like that looks kind of look kind of juicy. I right. like they have a crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Wet but crunch, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh this one's from at Mobius Matt. Fuck Mary Kill. Sam, dead man or die hard man? Well uh, boy.
3: Do you guys know what dead man is yet?
2: Yeah, we talked about we talked about it.
3: No, but I mean, do you know what not he is? who he is, but what he what is. What he is.
1: Oh no, I don't no. know. Okay, that well, has not been encountered uh, uncovered. Should I ask a different one?
3: No, I I mean I just wanted to know because I was gonna say, oh, well, blank dead man because blank. Oh. Uh, but you know
2: who I'd marry? man Because I know if I pass on, he'll be so obsessed with me. That's
3: not on the list. Yeah, but I'm going off the board. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Heartman. That is not how the game works. I
2: want the guy who's going to just like, ha- like have blue balls for me for all time <laughs> and is going to fucking try to, see- to search me out on another plane.
3: You marry Sam because he doesn't want to be touched. Mm. So you don't want to fuck him, but you definitely don't want to push him because he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So you marry Sam. Uh, I think you 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 fucked Die Hardman because that shit's gonna be crazy. Oh, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be kinky weirdo shit. Masks. Yeah, and then you push Deadman.
1: I like that you that it's push and not kill. You're just gonna push
3: him. Oh, the, the way I was I learned yeah. the game was Mary fuck Mary screw push because uh. I learned it really young.
1: <laughs> I would like it if it was Mary fuck push. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game, Shadow the Hedgehog.
3: It was really nice to cover a game that we really liked.
2: Yeah, we all enjoyed it, and I guess next week it's back to sifting through shit with our fingers. Yeah,
3: but, oh, oh, man, is. Oh no. Does it look like rain?
2: Yeah, it's the time fall. Oh no!
3: I don't have any cover!
2: Uh, f- uh, 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 I'm, oh, I'm old!
3: Help me! I'm old! I'm so old
2: now! Lock her up! Help! Lock her up! Help me! Help me! Help me! Can't get hard! Lock her up!
0: <laughs> Help me!
2: love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile